Well, hello, church. It's good to be with you online again. I trust you are coping well with this lockdown procedure. I know many of you are all together at home. Some of you have members which are working during this time. And we pray for health and safety of all of you, whether you're working or staying at home. We pray for your health and your safety. Listen, these are difficult days. We thought that perhaps by today, lockdown would be over. But here we are with lockdown have been extended by two more weeks until the end of the month. And indications are that even when lockdown is over, the whole social distancing rules might continue to apply. So what I'm saying, it might be a while before we can get together again at our church and worship together. I think we're going to be doing this for a little while longer. So let's get ready for it. And so I encourage you to continue watching these programs, remain connected with us. And uh, I also encourage you to stay connected with other members of the church family as much as you can. Give them a phone call. Stay in touch with them through social media. In spite of the challenges that we are all facing, we have to be thankful for the quick decisions which our president has taken in implementing this lockdown to avoid the spread of this illness. We must also give thanks to God for his protection over our nation. Um, if we look at the low numbers of cases and deaths compared to other nations, but we are not out of the woods yet. Winter is coming. We cannot stay on lockdown forever. This means that we will have to face some challenging times ahead before things get better. How are you handling these uncertain times? Who are you listening to during these uncertain times? Which voices are you allowing to shape your thinking as you form your decisions these days? Social media is a blessing because due to it, I can connect with you today. Some people think that churches are closed, but churches are not closed. The church buildings are closed, but churches are very active. In fact, during this time, many pastors like myself have had to uh, find ways of connecting with people on social media. And a lot of the church members are watching, plus friends and family. And so what we have actually seen is an increase in people doing church uh, together. But social media also poses a problem. It opens up the possibility for you to listen to an enormous amount of voices, not all of them positive, encouraging, or truthful. I want to talk to you today about that in this message simply titled, Voices. In 1 Corinthians 14.10, we read the following. There are as it may be, many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. That word voices can also be translated as languages. In the Greek, it's the word phone, which could be translated as sound, voices, or languages. It can refer to the sounds made by objects as well as in instruments. Voices have meanings and have significance. Voices help shape opinions and decisions. Unfortunately, in this world of ours, very often the loudest voice is the voice that is heard. And very often that voice is wrong. 
It was the shouting of voices which sealed the fate of Jesus on that fateful weekend. Pilate said that he found no reason for the death of Jesus. Yet, we read in Luke 23, 23, where it says, But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified, and the voices of these men and the chief priests prevailed. And so Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Rather than have a riot in his hands, Pilate gave in to the voices of the people. Sacrifice one man for the peace of the city. People rely on mental shortcuts when facing complex information. Rather than consider everything carefully and critically. This allows us to make instant decisions that are very often, unfortunately, wrong. During this uncertain period that we are going through, dealing with an infectious disease that we have no cure for, there is no shortage of voices, each one with some form of significance by those who are behind it. You have video clips, voice notes, written articles, all trying to tell you exactly what is going on in the world and why it is happening and what the outcome will be, mostly pointing towards an apocalyptic dark outcome. We all have been bombarded with these voices, most of them false. But instead of considering carefully, critically the truth of the matter, people simply just forward them without considering the outcome of their actions, what that outcome might be, how it's going to affect other people. Studies have shown that false news travels six times faster than truth on social media. Six times faster. One of the reasons is that because of our fallen nature, we thrive on sensationalism. There is an ingrained negativity in human beings, which means that people love to share bad news. Think about it. What sells more newspapers? Good news or bad news? And even as believers, there remains in us enough of the old man, which seems to be drawn to juicy stories, conspiracy theories, and bad news in general. Unfortunately, even some believers and church leaders have joined the bandwagon of spreading unfounded information. Scientists ascribe this to the novelty and emotional reactions that these messages invoke. This also explains why people are inclined to speculate and spread exaggerated rumors about the perceived dangers of a matter such as an infectious disease. One of the results of all this misinformation is panic. And I've noticed quite a high level of panic being generated in social media. How are you coping with that? How are you being affected by all those voices? How do you live out your faith during these uncertain times? One of the main things for the believer is don't panic. Remember over the Easter weekend, when we had our last supper communion service, I shared with you 
some of the last words that Jesus had with his disciples. One of the last things Jesus said was this. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have what? Peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's in John 16, 33. He says, in me you will have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. Here in the New Testament, the Greek word Irene is used, which is the equivalent of the Hebrew word Shalom. This peace, this Shalom peace does not mean an absence of conflict like we've mentioned before, but it means an inner well-being in the midst of conflict. Listen to what Jesus said, that in him we should have peace, but that we will have tribulation in this world. Listen, (laughs) there is is always going to be tribulation in this world. There is no tribulation except out of this world in a place called heaven. In this world, we are only going to have peace when Jesus returns. Then we'll have peace here. Much of what is going on in social media is not designed to bring peace, but to stir up doubt, confusion, anger, and panic. Here are two things that you should not do. Number one, don't panic concerning social sensational information. Don't panic concerning sensational information. Those posts are designed to stir people up and and cause a sensation. Here are some examples of things I've seen going around. Things like COVID-19 is caused by 5G. This pandemic is a judgment of God. This is the beginning of the tribulation period the Bible talks about. Jesus is about to return. So-and-so knows exactly what is going on. They have inside information. This virus was created in China. This virus was created in America. This virus was created by China and America. And on and on the fake stories go. But is it all true? COVID-19 is caused by 5G. Utter nonsense. This pandemic is a judgment of God. Listen, every time some tragedy happens that overwhelms us, some people immediately start saying, oh, this is a judgment of God. In the meantime, we as humans have created the conditions for that tragedy to take place in most cases. Because of the sinful nature of man, because of greed, hatred, lack of discipline, and so many other weaknesses lack of responsibility, and so on. We destroy our planet. We destroy one another and create conditions for most of the tragic events around us. What is perceived as judgment is often the consequence of our own actions. God is out to save the world. He has judged the world in Jesus. Last week, we celebrated that. We sang about it this morning, how he loves us. Jesus took upon himself our judgment, our punishment, so we could have peace with God and with one another. We all know John 3, 16, that God loved the world, so loved the world that he gave us his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But have you read further? Verses 17 and 18. 
It says, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, when we reject God's love and salvation, we judge and condemn ourselves. Now, there is a future judgment of God coming upon the earth, but that is not it now. We are not in it at this time. This is the season or the age of grace where we get a chance to be saved by believing in Jesus and following him. All right. The other thing that's going around, this is the beginning of the tribulation period the Bible talks about. No, it is not. Jesus declares that there would be wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And then he says in Matthew 24, 8, these are the beginning of sorrows. It is not the seven-year period which the Bible calls the tribulation or the great tribulation. That will come later. And we are getting closer to it, but this is not it. Like I said in another message, this is a dress rehearsal for what is to come, but this is not the tribulation. This season will pass. Some say Jesus is about to return, and this one I agree with. We've been saying this for years, and I don't believe it will be today or tomorrow, but it will be soon. And remember that soon could be in one year or in a hundred years. The Bible simply teaches us to be ready, be right with God, be right with others. Like some saints of old used to say, live as if Jesus is coming today, but plan as if he's coming in a hundred years. And what about those people that say that so-and-so knows exactly what is going on? They have inside information. Listen, beware of any person or group of people who claim to have inside information. This is not new. How many phony inside information pieces have you heard and read and seen at different times in history? And what practical value do those things bring to us anyway, except to excite you or scare you? And get you to stock up on toilet paper. (laughs) Be careful who you listen to. Listen. Listen to the word of God. Listen to what God says in the Bible. All the inside information you need is inside your Bible. Go and read it. And what about this thing of virus created here, created there, created everywhere? This is absolutely unfounded speculation. When Jesus spoke about the end times... He gave no day, he gave no hour. He just said, be vigilant, be aware, let your light shine, keep loving God, keep loving people, keep working for the increase of the kingdom of God. Matthew 24, verses 3 and 4, Jesus said, Tell us what the disciples asked Jesus. Tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no one deceives you. Verse 36. But of the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Verse 42. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Watch. Be alert. Keep awake. 
That is the instruction of Jesus. The second thing you should not do is don't panic concerning your future. That is concerning what you will eat, wear, work, what work you will do. Matthew 6, 31 to 33 says, and this is Jesus speaking, Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things that Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Yes, you need work. Some of you are concerned about having a job when this lockdown is over. Some of you worry about receiving your salary. Yet, we are called to seek God and His rule in our lives. And He will provide. In times like these, we need to draw nearer to God. Let the, let the Lord give you wisdom in using the resources you have, the skills you have, the abilities and knowledge that you have to create the wealth that you need. Trusting God for miracles too. Nothing stops God from supplying your need any way He chooses to. Just do not get into panic mode or think that only you are going through a rough time. It is true that some people suffer more than others in this season, but everyone is having or will have their own battles during this season. We need a reality check. The whole world is being affected. Some people have died. Some people will still die. Many who have died or will die are Christians. Why am I saying this? To tell you that this virus is no respecter of person, persons. So take your precautions. Do not think that you are immune just because you are a believer. Hey, I believe I will not be affected by this virus, but I will take every precaution I can. Also, not everybody is dying of coronavirus. Other people are dying of other diseases. So what can we do? What can you do? We have to ignore the voices that cause panic and embrace the voices that bring change. How? By returning to basics. Well-known verse, we've mentioned this before, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Well, here's what you can do. You can pray and you can praise. Prayer and praise are two ways of bringing your voice and using it to bring change, to build something. Pray about everything. Whatever you need, whatever your friends need, whatever you feel that is weighing on your heart, turn that into prayer. And praise. Thank God. Praise God in everything. No matter whether you're feeling excited or feeling low, whether you're happy or sad, Praise the Lord, praise God, thank Him for what He's done. Thank Him in advance for what He's going to do. We sang this morning, come to the altar. You don't need to be in church 
to come to the altar. Create your own altar at home. The altar of prayer. The altar of praise and worship. Use your voice in prayer. And use your voice in praise. And use your social media. Use that voice as well to spread goodwill and not fake news, not fear and speculation. You will continue to receive strange posts. You'll continue to hear strange voices. Before you share and pass it on, stop for a moment and consider, is this going to help and build up the person I'm sending it to? Will this add to their faith or add to their fear? What difference Will this piece of information really make in their life? Does this message come from a reliable source? Is it true? Consider these things before you quickly pass something on. And if you cannot help somebody with your sharing, then be silent. The voice of silence sometimes is the most appropriate voice. We don't have to give an an opinion to everything. Let us be carriers of light, of love, and of peace. And perhaps a little humor too. Love is agape love. It is the love that wants the best for the other. When you want the best for others, you will not be a voice which brings fear, confusion, and uncertainty. Raise your voice in prayer. Raise your voice in praise. Raise your voice to bring light, love, and peace to the world around you. You can only do this if you have the peace of the Lord in your heart. If you know that you are a child of God. If this morning you are not sure, pray right now and surrender your life to Him. It's a simple prayer. You can just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A simple prayer like that from your heart can change your destiny and can connect you with the Prince of Peace. So, my brothers and sisters, let us choose carefully the voices we will listen to. Choose carefully the voice you will use in your communications. Stay blessed. And I will see you again next Sunday. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you that among the many voices of this world, we can hear your voice so clearly in your word and by your Holy Spirit. Help us, Father God, to be voices of hope, voices of truth, voices of love, voices of joy. And so now, may the love of God the Father the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with you, remain with all of us until we see each other again real soon. God bless you. Amen.